Welcome to the In General Podcast, episode 88. Uh, before we jump in, check out the uh, links in the description. We have a new partnership with Frome. Uh, every frame a painting, uh, I think is the slogan. Uh, but check it out. Discount code Jurassic Outpost. You can get Jurassic Park, every frame of that movie condensed into a lovely, colourful image. Um, and check out the Jurassic Outpost store uh, for retro merch, Kirby merch, uh, masks, and a, a, a whole lot of other stuff. Links in the description, as I said. Uh, but today, I'm joined with uh, Ryan and Stephen Bray Morris. Welcome, guys. Thank hey. you. Um, you uh, Stephen, we've had you on before a couple of times. Yes, it's been it's been a couple moons now. It, it feels like every time we get closer to a new movie release, everyone kind of comes together from different podcasts, different you know, you know, video content creators in the community. Just like in general, it's sort of. There's, it almost feels like there's a jovial like vibe in the air of like, oh my gosh, we're getting another news break this week. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's. I talked to Brad at Jurassic uh, at the Jurassic Park podcast, and it was just like, like it feels like a almost like a sleepover. We're like, you know, up late <laughs> drinking Mountain Dew, playing yeah. video games, and I talking heard, about I Jurassic to that, Park. Man. That was good. That was um, it was nice to hear Brad um, off his own podcast as well. Slightly different, you know, more. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was cool. It, it was, you. but you're right. Yeah, it, it's got that that excitement is back. There's a new Jurassic coming, and everything that's coming out about it, it's despite what you think about the movies, you can't help be excited. Oh, right. I'm. It's funny. I feel like I think that there's a like not two types of people or whatever, but like that kind of vibe of are you dreading something because you want it to be perfect, or are you excited because like for me, in some ways, with this franchise, because it started off so sort of not confident in its. Um, in my mind, not confident in its origins. I feel like with every leak with, or not, not even just leaks, but with every official news for Dominion, I'm like, really? Like, we're going to mention Sorna? Like, really? We're going to bring Dotson back? Like, I never believed, like, this feels like Marvel story group level kind of excitement from the creator side of things. Yeah. Interesting. yeah. I totally get what you mean. It's, I, I think for me, uh, I was super excited for Jurassic World, like insanely excited, because that was the Jurassic Park 4 that I'd been waiting 14 years for. You know, I'd run a website, I'd done all this, been so pumped for it. And then the run-up to Fallen Kingdom was a little bit more, I really hope they pull it off this time. You know, for me, that was my personal view. And then I think after Fallen Kingdom, um, kind of, we kind of all just went silent a little bit. And, you know, it wasn't heading in the direction that I wanted it to go in. I was a little bit let down with that movie. But for some reason now, I think it, it's the mixture of having the original cast back, having maybe Camp Cretaceous as well has done that, you know, this excitement of something else that expands upon what we're seeing. While it's still not exactly where I want the franchise to go, I'm pumped for Dominion. I'm, I'm getting that excitement back. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I think it's just seeing all the all the leaks again and seeing the set, you know, the filming that's going on in Malta. It's, yeah. it's kind of getting me hyped. Well, yeah. it's... It's as somebody who really likes Fallen Kingdom, I you know, but I'm my yeah, rankings love from Fallen Mo- Kingdom, right? I do. I, I think it's just because the, ro- but the romantic nature of the movie. It's it, that's the thing. It's like it almost, and I and you know, it's that thing of like I rewatched it recently, right after watching Jurassic World, and I almost didn't realize how tonally different the film is from Jurassic World. Sure. It's like a whole different, yeah, like cl- it's a whole different acting style almost for the characters. It's it's. It is definitely more jarring rewatching them together, and I guess is that is that one of the because I'm always again it's like I want to know why people don't like the movies that I do like because it's just it's so interesting to hear people's perspectives. Like, what were those? 
like things about falling was it mostly just the acting and the script for you jack yeah i think that just the general direction that, the, that it went but i think acting wise um i have to admit like i'm not the biggest fan of well actually no i really dislike the character of claire um, <laughs> as much as i love bryce dallas howard i was so excited when she was cast and for some reason i can't get on board with claire i don't like her um i also don't really like owen i, I think as well his character changed in a way that I can't even I can't even say how but as you said tonally it's so different in um, Fallen Kingdom I think he is so different in Fallen Kingdom to how he was in Jurassic World and it just feels like this rushed overhyped like it feels more blockbustery than it needs to be and I just yeah I don't know it just doesn't sit right with me and also Fallen Kingdom script uh, it's kind of weak well, it's it's funny because yeah, rewatching it again, it's that thing of like rewatching certain like Jurassic World for me was like taking a dip for a while as far as like what I liked. For some reason, JP three has just been like, now I just love this movie so much. Weirdly, yeah. but I, everybody but, does now. JP3. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but I think it's because it's fun to talk about. I feel like we ha- like even just as a community, it's just so much fun to like talk about the Kirby's and. Listening to to your interview, Jack, with Shelley uh, Shelley Johnson was so illuminating to like hear that. Well, thank you for listening to that. Man. Oh, it's such a great interview. Like, I feel like you got a lot out of him that I don't think people like. You know, it's hard when you're you know it, talking to somebody who worked on a Jurassic movie because either it's something they're passionate about or it's a job. And I felt like you got the passion out of him and like what he really wanted to talk about or like almost like therapy of like things that he hadn't thought about in a long time. Like, Oh God. Yeah, that's right. Alexander Payne created the Kirby's what? Yeah. Right. Um, he is a passionate human being. He is so passionate about his work. And I was so lucky that we had, uh, we actually had a two hour Skype call maybe a couple of weeks before the interview, um, where we talked off the record about Jurassic three and Jurassic park four. And I learned some stuff about, that movie that about Jurassic Park 3 the production of it that people would never believe like it it, it <laughs> went through a lot uh, and we already know what it went through but man it must have been crazy to actually be a part of that but um oh. yeah he, he he was so passionate about it and I think what got me I you know I was sweating I, when I finished that interview I was dripping I was so <laughs> like the the nerves of, of speaking to somebody in his position um you know for me as well like you know making films and music videos and things like i really idolize his work and i genuinely used the wolfman um i studied that movie when i shot things in the forest at night you know i was using his lighting setups and then i got the opportunity like five years later to speak to him so it it worked on a couple of levels it it was really cool but um his passion and his passion for jp3 and and everything he was saying and everything he's saying he wanted to do if he got the chance to do another one is everything i want in a jurassic he wanted to go darker with it yeah and uh, yeah well it's 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 funny that you say that to tie back to you know the new franchise that i mean i think like i think personally there is a lot of my love for claire comes from just liking bryce dallas howard to be honest you know it's like she seems like she genuinely cares about these movies and she's just a very like charming and infectious person. So I can totally see from your perspective, Jack of like, well, Bryce Dallas Howard is this way. Why can't they make the character as likable as she is during the behind the scenes or something like that? Yeah. I just feel it's cheesy. I think that was the thing with fallen kingdom is the dialogue was cheesy. The, yeah. The, the characterizations were cheesy. I don't see any real development between the two of them either. Like, yeah, fair enough. She's 
you know, went from capitalist to naturalist in four years, uh, <laughs> arguably. But she, but the, the, it's the same story. She starts again in Fallen Kingdom and her and Owen aren't together. And then the whole point is that they, they get to this point where they are together at the end. But that's what happened in Jurassic World. Yeah. I just don't, I didn't really see why that happened again, why that repeated the process. It makes me worry about their relationship in Dominion. Is it going to repeat the same thing? Oh, yeah. Or, or is, you know, obviously I think it's, it will progress. But it's just little things like that that were unnecessary. I think the when you watch Jurassic Park and then you watch one of the new movies, I, I don't know how you can... Uh, I don't know how you can see that they're... I don't know how you can really compare them. Yeah. Well, I mean, in two, it's it's... With these movies, I feel like it's this... You know, I think nowadays we're seeing this of like, how do you deal with bringing a franchise back to life? How do you honor the past while, you know, foraging ahead? And, you know, it's been mixed results and things like that. And, you know, I think with it, it's the kind of thing I think Adventure Collectibles was talking about this a long time ago. It's like we Jurassic World only exists because we want to see a Jurassic. We want to see a fully functioning park. But narratively, Fallen Kingdom works in a way that it's like we almost didn't really need Jurassic World. It's just like it feels like the studio has to juggle so many things. And maybe yeah. with Dominion, it's like the first movie where they kind of, in a way, I keep referencing this Forbes article about Universal trying to position Jurassic as like the new Fast and the Furious, where like Dominion, <laughs> like I think I was saying in the chat, like this That's is my the- fear. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like in the in the sense that like. The Dominion's going to be an ending, but also a new beginning where they can be more, it can be more integrated or, you know, more thought out as far as like lore and things and stuff go. Cause yeah, I mean, we've never seen a Jurassic movie with seven returning characters or over seven. Yeah. And I know you're, I think you're totally right. I think, and as well with Colin, I think he's finally getting to make the movie that he wanted to make. I think you can look at Jurassic World anywhere. You can look at it that Colin rewrote it and it was his movie, but the studio influence on that movie yeah. would, would have been crazy. The same with Fallen Kingdom. Movie Movies have changed. The industry's changed. So I guess it, it's, it's that point where we'd never get a Jurassic Park these days. This is how yeah. in, the industry makes money. It has to be this big blockbuster that can also sell toys, that can also do everything else. And I think that... I think we discussed this on a previous podcast where because of covid and because of things like that there's probably less studio execs on set so i have oh. a feeling they're probably able now to you know colin's probably they're probably enjoying the hell out of it getting <laughs> to do all the things they want without all these voices behind them saying oh actually let's let's try take like this or you know let's try this because it will sell better um i think that's i think dominion's going to surprise a lot of people and i think again that's where more of my excitement comes from Wow. Yeah. No, I never thought of that. I mean, and also the idea of like, I mean, even bringing back a character like Dotson, it's to me, that's the most interesting stuff. And you're saying like, you know, thinking about the studio, it's like at some point there had to be a meeting where it's like, okay, we're going to bring back this character who Dotson Biosyn. (laughs) What are you talking about? Biosyn? What? It's never been mentioned in any of the movies before. No, but you know, this character, he, you know, in the books, he had this whole thing. It's like, okay, well, what about that actor? Oh, he's in prison. Okay. Um, okay. Who else do we, it's like, they had to have discussions and it has been very strange. And I've been listening to outposts and it's like, you guys commenting on all this, like new, like, like Nedry is 2020. Like, like what the heck? Right. Like the barbersaw can like this. It's you, everywhere. Yeah. It's so weird in a way. 
It is, and it's not even the the Barbasol can logo. It's not the design anymore, which makes it even funnier. They're selling all this merch. Barbasol looks different now, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. I think Chris made a good point that it is they are pushing Nedry hard right now, and I think that's because of the Dodgson link. He's obviously going to play like an important role in Dominion, and we... whether like Lockwood, whether or not this goes <laughs> back years, his you know Dodgson's involvement. Are we going to see a de-aged Wayne Knight? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, he actually looks really good for his age. Oh, really? I mean, like, I the other day it was, I had to, like, Google him just to be like, one of those people, are you still alive? Because you don't really hear about Wayne that much anymore. But, no. um, yeah, even 25, 26 years later, he still looks relatively the same. It's him and B.D. Wong. Villainy keeps you young, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could bring him on and just do like a slight little bit, you know, of that de aging like they did with, uh, uh, well, with a lot of characters, but like how Marvel does it, the Marvel approach, and it would look great. Yeah, Brad. Brad brought up Westworld, and I thought that they did that really well because mm-hmm. they, I mean, Jack, you can speak to this with like lighting and cinematography, but they kind of, they they kind of did the like half Tarkin where it's like you know reflections and mirrors and from far away and stuff yeah. like that too that's what Star Wars did wrong I felt you know when they brought back Leia yeah and oh no no sorry not Leia but, um, I'm not that clued in on Star Wars I have to admit Peter, Peter Cushing yes oh, Peter when Cushing. he was in the ship I don't know the name of the ship he was standing <laughs> there and he was in the reflection of the glass and it was perfect and then he turns around and it's a VFX face you know it's completely fake and I just thought, why didn't they just keep him in reflection like that? It would have sold the effect better. We know the actor's not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like they, as you said, the cinematography and lighting-wise, there's so much they can get away with, which leads into VFX. You know, why do the VFX in Jurassic Park still hold up? Yeah. Well, it's because they're in shadow most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. Um, I mean, I keep pushing the de-aging angle thing because or it's not not that I necessarily want it but it's almost like that's the that's the thing that Jurassic hasn't done yet that now every modern franchise has indulged in and it's almost like okay what fancy you know you know that also feels like maybe a studio thing too where it's like okay like what can we give what work can we give our visual effects people you know it's like okay we've done dinosaurs we're gonna do feathers like you know maybe feathers are the big thing but yeah I feel like de-aging is kind of the final thing that Jurassic hasn't done yet that's, so you think we might like? I mean, are both of you are we are we thinking flashback scenes specifically? Like there has to be one. I think I think it'll. I think if they do a flashback scene to, I think if they do a flashback scene to the original park, and because you know, I mean, again, as much as I love Fallen Kingdom, it does like create a lot of new backstory that just was never existed before, and it you know I can jump through the hoops to buy that it you know that it was never mentioned before because it's his secret partner, blah, 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 based on the book, you know, whatever. But I think it would make these this franchise a lot better if they found a way to make it count even more. So I think if you had a flashback, you have original Macy in there somehow messing around with, you know, somebody from the original movie or something. Like, like it just would make it feel, like, more thought out to me. That would For be sure. interesting. Like, you're talking Macy's mom. Yeah, yeah, original Macy. I I've, I've been calling her original Macy, but I don't know. You oh, could do Macy, Alien yeah, Resurrection yeah, like true. Macy number 1 or something. <laughs> I so yeah, I was thinking about that cuz we we talked about this on the on the pod a couple of 
pods ago, I believe. <laughs> but uh, uh, it was like a question of, are we going to have, do we need to see the can? Like, we know the can. And like you, you're like, you're pointing out, like they're pushing Nedry. But if anything, you know, the question to me is like, how did bias, the question Dominion's going to have to answer is, how did bias start? Where did they get the technology? Where did, it, did, where did they get the DNA? Like, did they basically mimic what InGen did? Or, and it would be kind of interesting to see if, like, flashback right after Nublar, it was like, hey, where the F is that can? <laughs> um, but unfortunately, it's under mud. It's trapped. You know, we're never going to see it again. But it would be interesting to see, like, a group of Biasin coming in on the island and kind of just doing a clean sweep of things yeah. and then running off with it and uh, going off into the sunset like the Jade And that's the implication. You know, that's that's the inciting incident that leads to, well, what are they up to now? How far has it gone? What haven't we seen? I think the, the thing for me with Lockwood was when the when he, the actor, spoke about his role before the movie came out and he revealed all this about him being Hammond's ex-business partner, I was on board. I loved it. I thought it was such a cool idea. It's expanding totally. the lore. It's giving us something new. And I think the more time has gone on, I've just thought, but it's so irrelevant. It doesn't really do anything. They didn't do anything with it. The same with the human clone. You know, it. so what? It doesn't, it, we haven't got there yet. We haven't got to the point where it's relevant or interesting. Yeah, I think, I, th- I think with Lockwood, it's like, it's more like, hey, this is where Steve Jobs and I started our garage. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. You know, yeah, like yeah, we, true. we built a computer, like, yeah. So I mean, I think like in a lot of ways, like it's it's cool to know, but exactly like it doesn't it well, doesn't need to really expand beyond that. Yeah, well, that's why I think I think that they yeah because yeah totally Jack. It's like what's the point of all this reveal if it doesn't mean something fundamentally for the story and where it could go? Because yeah, it's like for me Lockwood's that all that whole thing is less interesting if they don't somehow continue the re- like yeah. That's why I think having original Macy but I feel like that's what they're doing with having um, in Fallen Kingdom when you know he says like she would have saved them all and then it has this like this very pointed shot of the original Jurassic Park model and then this epic sweep like it's like why have this moment if it in then Fallen Kingdom if it's not gonna go anywhere hopefully I just thought of this are you talking did you just describe this but I just thought of this epic Spielberg shot of like showing the the um, the model in the room and then it like slowly pans in and but it's like actually becoming the jungle Whoa. and then we're going back into time and then it's Maisie like in a crew of or yeah Maisie 1.0 just Maisie OG ooh I like 1.0 that's and, <laughs> just like a, in a group of like some cool 94 uh, Mercedes of course and it's gotta be Mercedes gotta be yeah, so yeah. probably Mercedes um, <laughs> but yeah I could see it. like that's that's what I liked about uh, Bayona's um I guess, what well, it wasn't, oh God, um, sorry, cinematographer. In Oscar, Oscar Fuhrer. Thank, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That is definitely something that I did enjoy a lot about Fallen Kingdom that I thought was it very was the best gimpy. thing about it. Yeah, Truly, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was a gorgeous movie, arguably one of the best looking as well, which makes it that much harder for me <laughs> to not actually like the movie itself. Uh, I mean, just continuing off the whole Macy... Um, ending i mean yeah i guess where do you because you know with these movies we don't have i mean that's the thing with this franchise is that we don't have as much stuff to tie each other between years and you know there's always this jump in development you know it's like we don't see claire become you know become the naturalist we don't see her start the dpg 
I, yeah. I was I was thinking, and I shared this Rick and Morty um, clip mm-hmm. that um, my friend Marissa thought about when talking about Dominion. Is like, do you think they're they're gonna re they're gonna have a scene where they reintroduce every character, or do you think that when <laughs> Dominion starts, it's gonna be like Lowry and Barry and Zian Franklin? They're they're just working for Claire. They've got a system. It's almost like we're catching up with them after they've been working together for a year. Do you think that they're gonna? Go like is the trio gonna be already on a mission, or are we gonna literally see Claire like knock on the door? You know, um, you know, Sam Neil Grant opens the door and he's like, "Who is that?" You know, and then oh, the recruitment, hear, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then you hear like Laura Dern be like, "Honey, who is that?" You know, and it's like they're already <laughs> together. And then you look in the bathroom and it's got a new Peyton Tile job. You know, so that's our Kirby reference. Yes. Like, yes. like, do you guys? Do you guys like? What do you guys want as far as like bringing everyone back together? Not that <laughs> but it's but that's but that i like that how that played out um i i think for everybody to be reintroduced especially with the og cast would be like uh i don't know it, you'd have to do it in a very cle- clever way otherwise it's just like i think it eats up too much time yeah and yeah kind I think of this... takes yourself out of what's going on like you're like you're literally like knowing that this is just some an introduction scene which I think Jurassic Park and the characters that are all going to be brought back, which I am surprised, frankly, that there are this many characters um, from the original that are going to be just all introduced or not reintroduced, excuse me, that it's just going to be interesting to see how, yeah, are we just going to cut into it and be like, uh, Grant and Ellie are are (laughs) off gallivanting, like F this, we don't want to do or or deal with dinosaurs in the world or... um, that's kind of what worries me is that there's so much to do in Dominion. There's so yeah. many plot lines they have to continue. There's so many new characters. Um, you know, let's not forget Owen and Clara, the lead characters. And then they've <laughs> got they've got the original three back, which everybody's so excited to see. My worry from the beginning has been: Are they going to get the actual screen time they deserve, or is it going to be end up a little bit like Jeff Goldblum's role in Fallen Kingdom, yeah. which was entirely unnecessary? <laughs> Well, their filming schedule is pretty long. And, yes. And there's been, a, I think, discussion both from Goldblum and Neil that their involvement is heavy in this. So that's yeah. the other question, too. Is It's just like, how do you not take away from Claire and Owen? And it's almost like kind of like, have they reached, did, did they almost reach like this kind of, not peak, but... Uh, conclusion to a to a part of their story within dominion that now we don't have to focus on them as much that we can bring in all these characters to do this ah, like grand <laughs> opera scene at the end well it could be i mean because that's the, to me and and i don't know if it had to do with my age of when i saw jurassic park but like in a way jurassic park felt like the first movie and still feels like one of the only movies where yes grant is technically the main protagonist because he has like a very clear quote unquote like clear arc beginning middle and end but it's like in my head I go back and forth between like well now Hammond's the protagonist and now Malcolm is the protagonist and now Ellie's the protagonist like the kids are the protagonist like what other movie has that kind of beautiful ensemble where it still manages to give you know I mean my problem with Jurassic World is that the kids just don't do anything for the story to me like they don't wrap up their story in any it just they kind of meanders off at the end yeah Yeah. and so is Dominion gonna be because Ryan you bring up a really good point to me it's like weirdly how 
not how irrelevant Claire and Owen have become, but they they sort of are almost at the end of Fallen Kingdom, sort of realizing that they're just part of this bigger thing, and maybe that opens room for, you know, Claire is maybe the driving force, but you know, we don't need to, you know, like we we get to be part of the original trio's new journey, or you know, whatever journey they're on in these movie this movie as well. I, I think the difficulty is that the Owen and Claire, in a way, it's kind of their fault. Yeah, that we've got to this point, so it's it's hard to <laughs> like them. For me, anyway, I I it's it's their fault. They were a part of it, you know. Owen trained these raptors, although argue you know only Blue is the is out there now. Yeah, in ET Town. So <laughs> I, Listen, I don't know. No, no, look, look, it's Maisie's fault. Yeah, <laughs> she pushed. Now the it's her fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, yeah. I mean, pushing Macy. I mean, to me, I feel like Macy and Blue are gonna be. You know, they're going to be doing... I, I almost think they're going to be together for some reason. I don't know why I think this, but they're going to... I feel like they're going to be together at some point. See, this is where I go, go back on our last pod where I feel like there could be just the tiniest shred <laughs> of something within Maisie's DNA that makes her have some sort of better connection with dinosaurs specifically like not just her love for them because you know within within dominion like it's not just that but like she loves dinosaurs guys like she is she is us she is she is the fan yeah of jurassic park and the the dinosaurs so but but like you know i'd like to think i got a little t-rex blood in me so like (laughs) i but it'd be interesting to see if she actually does have something within her that like you know because owen has just that imprint right with 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 blue he couldn't just like go up to any other raptor and be like yo yo yeah, yeah. you know hand, hands up and be cool with that'd be a it... good end for him though if they just d- dropped him on sauna <laughs> the original sauna raptors were there both sets you know both species <laughs> and um he's trying to sp- speak to them and it's you know it would take seconds but <laughs> it's an interesting point and alex sent me a message before uh with a picture from i think maybe the behind the scenes when she when Maisie is first introduced and she jumps out and scares um Oh, I forget the name. Iris. Uh, Iris, Iris, yeah. <clears throat> She's wearing a dinosaur tail. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, I noticed and that in some shots. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a little hint, but then I think, was it Ryan? You also said on the last pod, like she, when that she scene, jumps up. Yeah, she... specifically. You hear, they just do a good job with, both with the sound editing and with how the the camera manipulation into making you wonder at first, like, is Iris being stalked by an actual dinosaur? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then you hear this almost, like I said, growl. And I think they do some sort of like, kind of almost like low ample tiger roar underneath her or something. When she she does her, like rewatch the scene and there's like this little behind that's, you know, not her normal, but it's just, it's just underneath there. And it's also, but it's also the music, you know, it's Giacchino's. So, but the way that they, it's, it's everything that they do within that 10 seconds to me makes me think that there actually might be a little bit more to Maisie, um, you know, but I think that's also their, their version of saying, Hey, like this is her, she's not just human. She's a clone. But to me, it's like, it goes beyond that. Like, well, you made her, we know how they make these clones guys. Like, yeah. (laughs) So what's, what's in mate, what's with, what's, what's in her. So anyway, yeah. It'd just be interesting to see if that, again, and then if that does, that's just even more to add in dominion. That's like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay. yeah, what is the what is ultimately because to me part of Macy why I think 
I, I think she's one of the best kids in the franchise for sure. Just because I, I love, I, what I liked about Fallen Kingdom was the concept of learning the, because there's no way you would really know the villain's plot and like, without Macy like she's watching the villain plot essentially like an observer and I kind of like that as like um as like a non-typical way instead of just having scenes where villains are speaking you know because that would just be so uh conventional so it's like kind of cool that you got to see it through a kid's perspective and then having to figure that out but yeah ultimately what is the is Macy just a metaphor for like you know because she's part you know or because she's a clone like the dinosaurs that we should care about the dinosaurs or is there going to be something, de- you know, more even more meaningful there or deeper? Who knows? <laughs> it's good. I don't know. But yeah, to to tackle that on to top of Claire Owen, um, Ian, Ellie, <laughs> Grant. I'm gonna go just keep naming everybody now because it's like literally everybody in within the, almost everybody within the past six movies, and then like, and then Dodson, like, dude. Where you been this whole time, man? Like so, but it's it's interesting how some of this information like just slowly has kind of been leaking out, if yeah. you will. Well, did you see the interview with Jeff Goblin where he talks Dominion and he and he talks reuniting with um, Ellie and Alan? Ugh, that he, makes he me said, happy already. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, I think, I think, I mean, to, you know, to be frank, like I think. Colin probably watched Star Wars and is like, okay, here it, it's not about like what he's gonna do different or what he's gonna do the same or something, but it's we we now we're gonna have two case studies about how to bring franchises back, and so you have one franchise that slowly sort of separated itself from the original part, and then I think it's been interesting how Dominion ha- or like across the Jurassic franchise, the Jurassic World part of the franchise they've slowly reintroduced old elements and so i think that notion of having our trio together is exciting instead of like you know we just have scenes where it's like sam neill in a lab and laura Dern yeah the fact that they'll actually be together in a room however it is with dinosaurs was the three the three of us were in a tiny little space and we were being menaced by and then he says he can't say but a surprising faction of prehistoric creatures that you've never seen before <laughs> he's teasing a lot and he's teasing they're in what does he say he says um confined space or yeah tiny little space and we're being menaced by like they're trapped or something and that just i mean it tells you you know they're not just there they're not just going to be standing around you know giving their opinion they're involved with whatever it is that is happening well, yeah, and that to me is what makes, again, I think Dotson's involvement, but especially Laura Dern, when, because I got to attend the Battle at Big Rock theatrical screening that they had in Los Angeles, and then oh, Laura nice. Dern came out at the end and announced, hey, not only am I coming back, but Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum and Colin saying that, you know, uh, Laura Dern's going to have a, you know, they're not going to give a, a tiny cameo to Laura Dern. Like, she's going to no, have a role. No, hell no. And to me, that stuff is so fascinating because it's how do you, you know, Lost World, Malcolm was not coerced, but he was, you know, sort of took it upon himself to go to the island and be part of the adventure because Sarah, Sarah was He had no other choice. Yeah, I feel. And then, you know, JP3, you know, uh, I guess Sam Neill's, Alan Grant was on hard times and was desperate. (laughs) Yes. But it's like, you know, I think you know you want to have characters invested and you want to have people 
I, I you know, I for me personally, sometimes it helps if the characters are invested in what the adventure they're going on. But it's like, how do you? Why would Ellie and Grant ever come back? Or <clears throat> excuse me, why would Ellie or Alan ever help out anyone ever? Like, what 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 is what is what happens that they have to come back? Well, it's interesting that you ask that question, Stephen, uh, <laughs> because. Um, a, a big portion of like kind of what we're, what we're going to talk about today is what has been slowly oozing out of the interweb about that say, exact same question. Like, how are all of these characters? What is bringing everyone together? Um, and we, I, there's not a lot of concrete information out there, but it's definitely been fun to speculate and then also see a lot of kind of re-evolving uh, rumors. Yeah. And because um, I think we definitely know by now that... Grant and Ellie, especially, well, Grant especially, but like, there's no way anybody can come out of the woodwork again and do this proposal like there's been in these previous movies where it's like, I have this situation and I need you to go handle it. <laughs> you crazy and son yes, of a bitch. I mean, you, I know you don't want to do it and you're going to say no, but guess what? In about 15 minutes, we're going to see a, a little prologue of you arriving to the island. So, a shot of the plane. <laughs> exactly. So, like, so these characters are going to be, we're going to be finding them kind of on their own journeys um, in this Jurassic world. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how they, how their journey meets up with Claire and Owen's journey. Uh, Jack, do you want to talk? Sure. About- so I guess um, from this point forward, we will be talking about the leaked plot synopsis and we'll also be uh, discussing the uh, set photos from Malta, which um have leaked uh, you know spoiled a few things but um so a few more than a few months ago maybe half a year ago maybe a year ago i don't know if you guys remember but the um there was a leaked synopsis for jurassic world dominion and it goes as such it says when young Maisie is abducted by dino poachers owen and claire set out to find and rescue her with their journey taking them to a dinosaur habitat operated by a global corporation with a possibly sinister agenda that's even now being investigated by Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler. Wow. <laughs> what does so it mean? Yeah, so um, obviously this came from one of Universal's yeah. websites. Um, <laughs> like a DVD, I think it was like a, a DVD site. Or oh something. my god. Yeah. Um, it was an accidental leak, obviously, but it also might not be true. There's uh, These movies go through so many iterations of script. This could have been put up by I don't know, a rogue employee who <laughs> wanted to sabotage something. This could have been put up by accident. It could be from an old draft. This could have been the synopsis, you know, when Jurassic World had just come out and they were just going through potential ideas. True. Well, um, I was just going to say really quickly, what I do like about this synopsis is the idea that I like, I like that there's a world, like a bigger world out there. And so the idea that if Alan and Ellie are somehow back in the game, by the time Dominion starts to me is exciting. And again, if Universal really, you know, if they're starting to invest more in this franchise, I mean, you could do whole books or comics or stuff about, you know, pre Dominion of how Ellen and Ellie, whatever, whether they get back together or not, I don't care. But like, you know, to me, it's like that idea of like why a new hope was so compelling was like this reference to the clone wars and like these things that like, 
I, you know, it's like with the Barbasol can being buried in the mud, it like evokes something more than what's on screen. And so to me, I, I love the idea that Alan and Ellie might be doing their own thing by the time Dominion starts. Yeah, I, I think that makes it unique and it makes it so we don't have to almost have that recruitment where Claire's knocking on doors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alan, can you come back, please? Uh, but I think there's a few things we can take from that synopsis, right? So the global corporation with a possibly sinister agenda. I mean, that's at this point, it's got to be Bison, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the sinister agenda that's now being investi- uh, investigated by Grant and Ellie? Could that be just more dinosaurs? <laughs> Could it be more hybrids? Could it be something much more scary than that like are we going to get a return to something from the novels like the dx virus you know could it be more of a malicious attempt at that Mm, biological that's interesting i mm, well it could go down any route but i think that colin has always kind of circled back to the military aspect Um, (laughs) as much as he's wanted to stay away from it i know which and like i like that how it was kind of still there within dominion but like it was only within the auction buyers, right? Like, like these are what these animals can provide for you or do for you. Think about them in the field, and it's like, yes, okay. an ankylosaurus is a tank. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, like, okay, yeah. That actually, no, it would, it would explode. But, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So I, I wonder if that's, but like, I feel like that's kind of already been played out yeah. to an to an idea, and like, I don't, I don't know, I don't feel like, it, and for me, it wasn't a popular idea, and I don't feel like it necessarily is a popular like we're not going to see that i don't think in any way like we're not going to see militarized dinosaurs but that might be part of the aspect but i like what you just said like i didn't think about the biological part of it well in in my thing too it's like i think a lot of us have been operating as far as speculating in the parameters of truly a few things that colonists said like no more hybrids and we're not going to see dinosaurs destroying cities which i really like and the idea that when that, I think it was either a deadline or article about Colin saying that they basically filmed any crowd scenes in the first couple of weeks. I'm like, whoa! Like this movie, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna have big credits. So it's like I'm kind of working within those parameters, mm. but then it's, it does make it puzzling because you're like, what is this movie gonna look like? What is it about? Like, if you're not having scenes of crowds of people running away from dinosaurs, if you're not having hybrids, like so we're. But again, the leaked photos, it's like, well, but that that's like an arm that seems like an army of dinosaurs to me. They might not be hybrids, but yeah. So there were that you're talking about the leaked uh photos from Malta, yeah. Yeah. So those were pretty cool. They it started with just somebody that was what host uh, renting an Airbnb <laughs> and on yeah. the same street they were filming Dominion, so they took a couple of pictures. Um the first is of what of the uh, it's not an animatronic, obviously. It's like a puppet head. Stand-in, yeah. Yeah, it's a, ma- it's a maquette stand-in, probably. Which yeah, they've, so it, which I, they've been doing with the previous films. Uh, it always <laughs> it always makes me laugh, because it's, it's like, we know by this point that's not how that dinosaur's going to look specifically. Like, it's it's an on-set prop. Right. Yeah? And the amount of discussion that it generates on what species is this? <laughs> why why doesn't it look right? Like, it's incredible to watch. Well, it, I mean, I, this was my initial thought. And um, uh, my initial thought in regards to... But only because, you know, when Outpost released the, the behind-the-scenes photo with the Sorna crate, my head instantly went to... Because the the two maquettes, there was like a like an orangey looking raptory looking thing and then like a white raptory looking thing. And yeah. I was like, Oh, did Biosyn steal Sorna raptor eggs? And are we going to get, 
Like how how insane would it be like if those turned out to be JP3 and Lost World Raptors uh, but now the bad guys quote unquote are like using them for their own gain. Like just as like a lore mindfuck Sorry, I forgot if I can swear or not. If a mind melt, uh, you can definitely swear. On this fucking, I was like, wait, I've heard you guys swear before on this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, we swear. No, no, no. Uh, we can't help it. We tried to stop, but you know. But um, you know, I, just as like a lore, as a lore mind fuck, how weird would that be? Like if we're, but it, except you know, they look kind of beefy, like or feathered possibly or something. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. The the picture, one of the pictures, the one of the two raptors. It you it's they're obviously not perfect, but it's hard to not think. Is that the female and male raptor from? Oh, JP3? it has a very distinct. Yeah, the JP. I mean, we've only seen that in JP three and in the Lost World. So I mean, it's like they didn't really. And the, is it even a raptor? That's yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm as I'm gonna speak for myself and probably Chris here. No, <laughs> um, uh, because we've seen the maquette stand-ins before, like you know, especially like what they did with the. Uh, it, it was interesting with Jurassic World how they had, how they used the Indominus Rex, the small one, but they were using it more for perspective, um, yeah. with with the camera angle. But that was literally how the Indominus looked. Uh, the Indoraptor maquette similar as well, but remember it was more like a inflated balloon, <laughs> almost like this kind of like just yeah. oval shaped with like a printed on uh, nylon screen Indoraptor. You know, yeah, exactly. It could be your cuddle pillow at night. <laughs> that was just your. That was just attached to a stick. So that. And and yeah, we've seen with the T Rex stand-in um, non-animatronic maquette that also had digital manip- manipulation, but um, they could have made that look like a raptor easy. And so there's and there's there's distinctions underneath it when you look at the Airbnb photo, like it's got some quills underneath the chin. Yeah. Um, there, it's it's definitely going to be a different species. A lot of people have been arguing what exactly, and 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 it could still look very different from what that pop or from what that maquette um looks like but yeah it looks like it's going to be some variation of raptor for sure and it and it looks bigger it definitely looks bigger like a beefier almost people have said uh dinonychus mm. or utah raptor um i think we might see something though it'd be interesting to see if they are stealing or borrowing <laughs> parts you know biasin uh, and how did they get to malta because if we're presuming this is actually set in Malta as well, um, which right. where that where we've seen them filming it, it would hard to. It's got to be Malta, right? Or some being... European Mediterranean yeah. Europey place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but it's how did they get there? And if it is as you said, Stephen, if it is the JP three Raptors or you know spawn of spawn of them or something, how and why? Yeah, and and also the video that was leaked. So we saw. Uh, Owen's character funnily enough it's just it's a body double because <laughs> Owen's not going there and the rumor on the ground in Malta is apparently it's because Chris Pratt refused which we know isn't true but it's funny how those kind of whispers get around on set yeah I think it could have been a lot of just like hey Chris we don't necessarily need you to go so better safe than sorry let's yeah, yeah. let's save our insurance we don't want our one of our stars <laughs> to get COVID-19 yeah exactly <laughs> well um but we saw him riding on a motorcycle down a busy street. It looks very Mission Impossible-esque. And then there's also, like, a car crash sequence, right? Like a street um, where obviously something's happening and all these cars are crashing into each other. So whatever's happening there... Yeah, we're not getting dinosaurs in cities, but there's going to be some sort of outbreak or terror that comes yeah. from these dinosaurs. Well, and my question, too, that I think a lot about is... 
did Biosyn get technology or, you know, were they, did they end up being secretly successful? And now we're finally seeing what the fruits of their labor have been, or was there something that happened in Fallen Kingdom that allowed for them to, you know, make dinosaurs or do whatever, like finally get their hands on yeah some dino DNA. Well, we know, we know that the Barbasaur canister is coming back in we've, and we've discussed this before, what shape or form we have no idea. <laughs> it's so funny. I was like, just i think this was on the jurassic park podcast uh, brad and aaron were saying it's like what if it's just like what if we just see a scene of like you know it's when you introduce like the evil villain and he's like shaving you know so it's like threatening and then it just shows him like put the can back and like that's actually just it it has (laughs) nothing to do with the plot or anything it's like god damn it (laughs) i mean it could be i mean i I thought if dodgson's back which he is and he we're obviously going to see him in, in some form of office or something like that like his headquarters um, maybe it's just a prop that's behind him. But I remember we saw those Instagram posts and we saw the company that made it and they had specifically said they wanted the original one yeah. for mm. the movie. So it's obviously a factor and whether or not that's from a flashback, you know, we could, we might even get that flashback. We might get the John Sells opening oh my God. where somebody goes back to the island, but it's actually 94 or something like that. Or even, you know, weeks after the park, or even days after the park incident and it's biosyn and maybe it just wasn't enough for them to create the full whatever they needed maybe something happened then in fallen kingdom and they were able to then complete this but it just got out of control because maybe they've been waiting for so long to be able to do this i don't know (laughs) fill in you fill in the hole in now you're making a baby dinosaur (laughs) yeah (laughs) and now they're all freaking out (laughs) what so this oh i was sorry oh i was gonna say really quickly too yeah it's like I mean, again, I don't think they're going to go this direction, but it's like, yeah, like, again, you do have the kind of alien resurrection moment of, like, Dotson trying to make dinosaurs, but the DNA found in the can was so degraded or something that, like, Mm. you know, you could have some good horror there, you know, in a sense of, like, kill me, you know, like this raptor that's just born, like, half deformed and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'd like to see. That'd be freaky. Yeah. Yeah. The the dark side of, of making dinosaurs, you know, like the stuff that Lost World, the book, got into, the... The right. notion of like, yeah, this wasn't perfect the first time. This wasn't, these dinosaurs didn't come out. Like, I imagine Dr. Wu had to like, had some pretty awful moments of like having just to put down some half, yeah, male form dinosaur fetuses and stuff. And it's like, he just, it haunts him at night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason he's the character he is yeah. now. Maybe he just lost his good faith. <laughs> um, but this, so this leaked synopsis was actually confirmed a month ago by. And again, still uh, rumor, but um, making Star Wars, uh, they were at Pinewood, I think. The Pinewood sources told them about the movie in passing, and the bullet points were Maisie is kidnapped by dino poachers. Owen and Claire track them down to find a dino habitat owned by Biosyn. Oh, we were right. (laughs) Which Dodgson from the first Jurassic Park is involved with. And then Alan and Ellie are investigating Biosyn, which is how their paths cross. So this was confirmed by making Star Wars. Dot. And then you is it done now? And then you said this was oh yeah this was one month ago wow that's such a huge jump from that that Universal one and this so that that feels pretty right. that feels pretty like strong to me you know if if I mean again it could be making up but that feels pretty strong to me as far as leaks go. Yeah, I mean obviously this yeah. person could have just you know read that old oh, synopsis yeah, and wanted to profit off that. <laughs> true. But, um, 
you have no we have no idea but it sounds i mean it sounds likely i mean that, that makes a logical sense for why their paths would cross in the first place how you introduce these old characters in a legitimate way well they're not going to be oblivious to everything that's going on in the world they're gonna you know after you go you got to think about it they suffered in 93 at that original park and then in 2005 this Jurassic <laughs> world opens and the whole world is so pumped about it and they're just like what is happening and then it you know it took 10 years for something to go wrong and then fallen kingdom i think that that's the point where they'd stand up and go right i have to put a stop to this i don't know how but i have to be involved and maybe that's what leads them to biosyn yeah well i like um i i was just joking with clayton because he he didn't actually put this forward but like he did a video where it almost not that mal i think it was his interview with swerve but like not that malcolm would be a villain per se but like in the, the, you know he he basically suggests you know let the dinosaurs die in fallen kingdom and so i wonder if they're gonna push that angle of him you know this idea like you're saying jack of like you know this is you know i like i had this horrible experience it's none of my business what happens but but maybe they're like enough is enough and right now our perspective of having been with these dinosaurs having a history with the park is now relevant to you know saving the day or whatever sure yeah I think it makes the most sense that, and yeah, so Malcolm would be a little bit more like, I need to sabotage whatever anyone is doing to stop everything. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because um, we talk about story changes, and apparently there was a rumor at one point because Jeff Goldblum supposedly had a m- much larger role uh, within Jurassic World: um, Fallen Kingdom. Than his brief cameo and it involved a uh, bit of a sabotage like he was kind of a oh it it circulated around him kind of being um it was it was more of a story okay uh, how do i do this in 30 seconds uh <laughs> they were going to be moving the island the dinosaurs off the island because of the volcano to, to sorna specifically oh, and wow. arcadia the ship uh, was going to be put into play, Lockwood and all this other stuff. But Malcolm was like, yeah, 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 yeah. let's move them. Um, but then it was something about Lockwood or Malcolm, like basically being like, no, I can't let this move forward because there's been too many mistakes of stupid people. Um, and was going to end up being in some way kind of the villain to sabotage slash allow the dinosaurs to die. Well, um, well but that would a different, completely different route. Well, with, with, um, it's always funny to think back at like rumors before a movie comes out and then to look back afterwards and be like, was that ever real? Because one of them, besides having the, the rest of the trio and Lex and Tim in the courtroom scene where like the back of the heads of those people kind of does look like it could be that crew. Then also I remember hearing a rumor of like Owen punching Malcolm in the face. And I'm like, was that ever anything? Or was that just like a, (laughs) it was that just like, again, you know, what's been fun about growing up with Jurassic park is like, like I finally tracked down the source of the idea of Grant being on the island in JP three and make more like a Robinson Crusoe kind of figure. Um, mm. Like growing up, it's like how do you mean you track down the source? Well, I mean like, I I found an article on Dan's JP three page where Joe Johnston oh, cool. says okay. something like that. So, but it was one of those things where yeah. I feel like as a kid you grow up hearing those rumors and you sort of take it for granted, and then I was like, wait, where did that? is there an article where it confirms this, you know, because right. a lot of websites like, you know, it's just those, those are like our urban legends, you know, kind of thing. Sure. I think expanding on what, um, Ryan said, 
the so there from what I heard, there was two ships. Oh. One was the Arcadia, and the other was a Jean ship, which was Doctor Wu's ship, where they were taking all the embryos and things like that from Nublar. Hmm. And I'm not sure how the two played hand in hand, but uh, Malcolm was on one of the ships. And yeah, the idea was sabotage. And we'd also heard about this scene where Malcolm tells Owen and Claire, this is all your fault. Wow. You know, we're here because of you. And that's that's something I was really disappointed that wasn't in the movie in the end, was that kind of interaction where you have somebody from the original cast saying, you guys screwed up. You know, th- this is your fault I and mean, you need to fix this. Which would have given Claire's complete shift in character more, you know, validity, I think. Well, and to your point, I mean... That that actually would be more powerful than what we got in a way because it's like we don't we know we don't like Mills like we know he's a scumbag so him saying it's their fault wouldn't have as much weight as a character from the original movie somebody that we respect so yeah. much like, oh, and has already been through this before yeah yeah um, and yeah Sauna was supposed to play a part in Fallen Kingdom whether it was just by name but I remember speaking to somebody who told us um, that. Uh, Malcolm was on one of the islands at some wow. point in Fallen Kingdom too. Right. So again, I don't know if that was ever true, but I'm sure they went through iterations of the script where things like that happened. And we know from photos of the script that were from the set. I think Bry- Bryce S. Howard maybe put a behind-the-scenes photo up and you could see the script in the background and you could see the whole third act had been rewritten. Oh, wow. And it looked like half of the second act as well. You know, where they have different color pages for oh, different yeah, yeah. Um, drafts of the script kind of thing. Um so I don't know. I think a lot changed in that movie, even leading up to filming, um, that probably cut down Malcolm's role significantly. Ugh. Didn't he make a? Didn't Jeff Goldblum make a comment or something about how he wish, or well, he was going to be filming more? I swear there was like some tidbit from an interview. Yeah, I mean that would be disappointing as an actor, you know, <laughs> to find out like, you know, you're going to have this big role, and then they're like, nah, we'll just we're just going to pay for a cameo essentially. He got Laura Dern in JP3 style role. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, really, truly, I mean, but, you know, uh, um, what was I going to say about that, about the, I, I, that's why I think we want this art book, because it's like, I want to know, I want to see those early concept art, I want to see those early drafts, uh, it's like, we don't have any of that stuff, and it just feels like when we're, we're, you know, I'm tired of scraping around dirt and bone, you know, what it, was it that Sarah says, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, you know, we, I feel like as a community, we keep we keep pretty good records about like this stuff, but it's like, ugh, I just want the art book to show us, you know, uh, these yeah. versions, like some like cool concept art of like Malcolm. Oh my God. You could do Jeff Goldblum, like on the ship from, um, life aquatic with Steve Zissou, you know, like totally. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right though, but maybe that's why they're holding back on the book itself. Maybe because they don't want us to presume what Dominion's going to be. Maybe they don't want to spoil Dominion because the concept art that we have seen, the stuff that's leaked i mean we were discussing it last uh, on the last episode the um black and white um fallen kingdom like it shows concepts that were definitely for the third movie or at least you know wider concepts of what the whole trilogy will do yeah and i think maybe yeah if they dropped an art book now it might give people too much of an anticipation as to what they're going to see and it might really affect maybe that's just the reason they're holding back on that but i agree with you like the concept art the storyboards. I mean, I'd even love to read versions of the script. Yeah. Well, and also too, I mean, the problem with the star Wars art books, which I, I love, but 
they they basically don't show you the third act in the books and then it's so you feel like you're getting half a book and the next year you have to buy you know the last jedi art book had stuff from force awakens that they didn't want because it comes out you know a, like a month before um but you know that that to me like what the that like the most mind-blowing sort of concept art to just not seeing the concept of the movie is the spinosaurus coming back in fallen kingdom it's like that still blows my mind because it's like you know, we, I mean, the name of this uh, session is what about Cooper? Like we love JP three, but it's like <laughs> the idea that, 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 the, that Jay Bayona at one point or Colin considered putting the Spino back in. It's such a, it's a fan service thing in a way. Cause it feels just like it would just be the handful of us, you know, that would appreciate it. Like that to me, that blows my mind still that that was on the table at some point. Yeah. And it's still something I would love to see as yeah. well. I don't know how I don't know how they could do that unless they went back to Sauna or unless somebody had taken it from Sauna. But um, see, the Spinosaurus, like I loved it more with time and age. The T Rex was always king, but or queen. But uh, the Spino, you know, when that came along, it's just this. I don't know. It's just this awesome design. It doesn't look anything like a Spinosaurus actually <laughs> looked like. It's this kind of monster. <gasps> that's living on what if you what if a way to show you know Dotson's power is that he literally captured the spinosaurus from sorna and it's like his personal guard dinosaur which very huge but (laughs) it's his it's his rancor (laughs) you know and he he rides it rides it to work (laughs) maybe he's keeping it in this yeah in this dinosaur habitat along with some of the og raptors oh that would be cool yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what this habitat is because we're, we know that there's icy scenes that are um, being filmed. And so my whole thought originally was like, Biasin is this evil Dr. You know, Dr. Evil Lab, <laughs> James Bond type scenario where it's stuck in a mountain in the... Um, well, it's more Mission Impossible now. Yeah, from as, judging, as <laughs> judging, judging from the motorcycle scenes. But it's... So yeah, like how and, and and Collins alluded to well has confirmed that there's going to be more dinosaurs within this than I, did he say combined um, animatronics or, be a, or dino, actual dinosaur species just in total well maybe well I think animatronics he did say that but I think also just in total like we're going to just see a lot of dinosaurs within this so I think it's I think to put Spinosaurus back on the table would. You could put any dinosaur back on the table, and it's a good shot that it might make a return in some form. Because now you've got, yeah, it could it could possibly be one from InGen's side or something that was completely, you know, new or made up from from Biosyn. So there's there's different possibilities of where these dinosaurs can come up can come from. Well, that um, that makes me think of it's this kind of thing. If like Claire and Owen are on this property, and Alan and Ellie are there too. And it's almost like they're running in the behind the scenes part of a zoo or, you know, it's like they open a door and they shut it like, whew, we're safe. And then they turn around and like they're in the Spinosaurus cage and then they like, you know, run through this like, you know, these kind of like fabricated environments, kind of like how the the Tyrannosaurus kingdom was in Jurassic World. Mm. Like that could be that could really play for some interesting visual things. Like I love one of my favorite moments in the Westworld TV show was, you know, for a part of the first season, you don't see how... I guess this is a spoiler if you haven't seen Westworld, but like, you know, the, you don't see how the people in the control room get to the park. Like, it's just like, you just see character, you just see Jeffrey Wright in the Westworld and you're like, wait, how do you go from like the base? And then you actually see the system, the underground system, which working at Disneyland in high school, like that exists at, you know, modern theme parks. And it's Mm -hmm. like, 
you could have some fun with that, like visually of like, okay, we're trying to go through this facility to find Macy. And it's like, we're running into, run into the Dilophosaurus, you know, all the dinosaurs of Jurassic past. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in different style environments. So maybe that like the picture of the official picture that they released, was it New York times? I think where they, they're in like redwood forests that look very lost world. Maybe that is inside this, dinosaur habitat maybe that is part of biosyn's what would you call it like a dome yeah yeah it's like a yeah, <laughs> yeah. this big dome that feels very uh, it'd be to interesting me. to yeah it would see to see how, well i'm just i mean that means that biosyn is like a lot larger and has been a lot more basically prominent in the world they've but, got to have yeah that but like within the french like it'll it would explain how they've been in the background this whole entire time because like in order to have something like that you need a shit ton of money yeah. and we know that dodson's playing the ceo role um so obviously this is a corporation but like to in order to have something like that like it would be like oh well why have it on an island where everyone can get to it and see it when you could have it in this secret base underground with this like man-made habitat and that would be really fucking cool to see yeah and also kind of like jurassic park san diego kind of like what that was supposed to be this poor idea of having dinosaurs on the mainland yeah (laughs) well and i I like the intimacy of it i i think i think it's it's got that isolation feel it's it's it we've moved away from the islands how do you get the isolation feel we discussed previously what colin said about well you know for example you don't go in that forest because there's raptors in that forest and people just stay clear of it if you went in there you'd have this isolation feeling which is something the franchise needs having this dinosaur habitat which is they're kind of locked in it that's freaky as hell yeah that's a great way of of giving you know real tension to the situation that they're in is that they can't actually get out and also they don't know how at this point because they're in there but they don't know what it is who built it like you know it's freaky yeah well Mm -hmm. i think that's something we need i think it needs to go down that route more i want to be a little bit more scared in dominion me too and and i think i mean that's what's so again thinking to the original jurassic park i mean how truly scary is it like this this incident happens when you know if you think about it like if you're woo or you're hammond maybe hammond is like hanging out in his own chateau by himself but like if you're down on the ground muldoon like muldoon has drinks with the workers like out in the field like he'll go to the bar just for the workers he'll hang out with the he's kind of like he's like part of the control room, but then he also is down on the ground. Like, and then all of a sudden this one weekend, everyone's gone. And then you're just trapped on the dinosaurs alone. Like how terrifying, like thinking about that original concept. And if, yeah, if there's this notion of, I mean, you know, sure. I want to see dinosaurs spreading across the globe, but at the same time, like I appreciate, I appreciate this, this thought that maybe we're actually going to get a more intimate adventure. I like that. For sure. Yeah. Which does play into what it was that Jeff Goldblum said about, um, uh, what does he say? We think it might be the last moments of our lives and we're all bonding with each other in an emotional and somewhat hilarious way. <laughs> so they're, tra- they're trapped in something, in somewhere, whether it's a vehicle, whether it's one of these, uh, you know, habitats. But so how do you think the end of Fallen Kingdom is going to play into Dominion? And do you actually think you know, Battle of Big Rock gives us an example. Do you think that's actually a major threat? Or do you think it's something that they're containing and that at, by this point, four years on, there's no dinosaurs in the world anymore? Yeah, I mean, I re- recently rewatching Fallen Kingdom, 
it truly made me realize that the ending is the butterfly effect. It's it's what Malcolm says. It's like Macy pushes this button, the dinosaurs get out, there are, you know, auctioneers taking their dinosaurs, there's people taking DNA, Claire and Owen and Macy are together. It's the idea about all these little decisions, you know, having a cascading effect, having the Mosasaur out in the world, having the T you know, having Rexy out there, having Pteranodons flying to Vegas. Like I don't think we're I don't think we're actually going to see any of these implic like I don't think we're going to pick because we didn't pick back up where Jurassic World left off really. I mean, you know, Fallen Kingdom picks up and it's like a lot of the what we were thinking of like immediate after effects like courtroom scenes, Claire try like none of that stuff like it was irrelevant by the time Fallen Kingdom started because we have this volcano. And I think it's going to be the same way with Dominion like we're just going to see the long-term effects of DNA being in other people's hands, dinosaurs being in other people's hands, dinosaurs being out in the wild. But I, I don't, I, I mean, other than maybe, I guess maybe that somebody poached the new Stegoceratops baby. I, I almost don't think, I don't think we're going to see a literal continuation of the ending of fallen kingdom. I think it's going to be far reaching. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what battle of big rock was supposed to be for Colin was this, it's a really cool idea you've got people camping or in a national park and they have this encounter with dinosaurs it's one of the many things in this franchise that can now happen but it isn't the main plot because it couldn't there weren't enough dinosaurs for that to really be impactful you have to go down this other route of other people breeding and that's the implication there's it's somewhere else and it's something it's something else yeah well i mean i was um the last few weeks you know, trying to set up our recording and stuff together, I've been staying in a camper. So I was like feeling the lost world because there was a thunderstorm uh, at one point during my trip uh, to visit my mom. And like, you know, hearing the thunder and rain on top of the trailer, I was like, oh my God, I'm like in lost world, but also battle at big rock vibes <laughs> yes. as well too, because there was, we, um, my mom just lives by like a, a game trail. Um, Mr. Ludlow um, like lives by a trail where like deer cross every morning and deer in the yard. And it, it just felt very like in, um, you know, being next to, it just was like, okay, like I'm feeling the vibes and like that stuff, the kind of like fear and uncertainty of like this creature. Like I think battle of big rock really nailed that. And I don't know how you guys feel about battle of big rock entirely, but I, I think it's just, I think it truly like for Colin is like what I would say almost better directed than Jurassic world. I really loved the style and the tone. And I think he, if, if, if that is the direction he's going, like I'm going to be so stoked for dominion for sure. Yeah. I think that's, that was kind of a big overwhelming consensus was that battle at big rock was this strange breakaway from the franchise, like a welcomed, a warmed welcome that, felt very jp but also very new um because exactly that like now that we're at the end of fallen kingdom and my like kind of my criticism is like there's not enough dinosaurs even with the auction and everything like the like in my opinion with cloning for it to be like this pandemic yeah if you yeah will. like it could be easily controlled especially after the events of battle at big rock so i and i think i said this in the last pod was like Dominion's got to also answer like are we rounding these are we rounding them up again or are they like literally at the end of this franchise going to be like okay well here it is like like you just said Stephen butterfly effect and they're just going to start repopulating there's nothing we can do about it or is this like our last attempt at being able to control yeah. this but you never had control <laughs> that's the illusion 
I think um, yeah, Battle of Big Rock was a surprise, and I, I'm I can't believe you got to watch uh, it. It was I'm jealous. Well, we man. got yeah. to see it twice because they they. <clears throat> I mean, you can rub it. In no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, they they like I guess you know they wanted to play it after Jurassic World, but then they just played it at first, and then then they <laughs> so they played Battle of Big Rock, then Jurassic World, and then I think Colin was just like, "Fuck it, let's roll it again." You know, let's just play it again and. Good, and he should have. It, he should be yeah. so proud of that movie. Yeah. And it's gorgeous Ugh. as well. It's like, it's a perfect little dose. And it's, I'm almost gutted that we didn't get this before Fallen Kingdom. And then a new, a new one after Fallen Kingdom as well. You know, it's a shame that we didn't get Colin doing these little short films between Ugh. the movies as yeah. well. I hope we get Yeah, more. I mean, I wonder, I wonder if that would be any possibility of they would play Big Rock before Dominion. But, I mean, is it too old already? <laughs> you know, if they were to try to throw it in mm-hmm. front of... Well, they never actually got their theatrical yeah. run, so you know that, and that's something. Yeah, I was really, I was really disappointed. What was it? Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Well, I think it was going to be. In well, of isn't <laughs> they they push back the next Fast and Furious movie to April? So what if they play it in front of that and then tee it up for the June Dominion release? Yeah, yeah, hmm. that could work. I'd, I'd go and I'd buy that ticket just to watch Battle of Big Rock for sure. And I, <laughs> it's such a good-looking movie, and they're the dinosaurs in it are incredible as well the way they look and that is a perfect example of how to light yeah. visual effects right because it's all hidden it's all dark and you see it in super high detail but it's there's shadows across the face there's it mo- well, I don't know it's just and brilliant. things touch and things interact in ways because that's why I liked Fallen Kingdom a lot too is all the animatronics but but even with Battle of Big Rock, the way that the baby Nusutoceratops starts to play with the flashlight or whatever, like that's, you have those key contact mm-hmm. moments where you're like, oh, that's just a real thing that's happening. It's mm-hmm. real, yeah. And the campfire, it's a campfire, right? Yeah. And it's light, like the orange glow that you get, really subtle on the dinosaurs. But, you know, just the whole thing was, was fantastic. And, and there was an animatronic on set for that, right? Or a puppeted I head. I think for the for Allosaurus, the, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, which well and cool. also, I mean... Um, it was really cool at that event because I actually got to finally meet Colin, which was really uh, was like, oh yeah, like I've been following this, you know, the new half of this franchise for a long time, and I was like, you know, I got to be like, thank you, like this is awesome, um, and got to meet Emily Carmichael, and I also got to meet um, Amy Doherty, the composer of Battle of Big Rock, and I I genuinely loved the work that she did, kind of creating new score, remixing stuff from Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Lost World. In the very end, I think I preferred it to yeah. Michael Giacchino. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a case. Like, I don't. I mean, obviously Giacchino's coming back for Dominion, but it's like oh, I want her to be involved somehow because I love. They they talked about it at the Q and A about how originally the battle at Big Rock was supposed to end on a more hopeful note of like, you know, the family is safe. But then you actually watch this the the short and you're like it's almost more of this implication of like, Oh no, like this is the beginning of the new normal. Exactly. Like, and so to Amy's score of like the dun, like almost like monster movie style where it's like, <laughs> like this is just the beginning. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> here. yeah, for sure. Which is, again, I think it's something that's why I, I'd love more of these short films, um, depending on what happens in dominion, of course, but those interactions in the forests in national parks, maybe in the desert with a dinosaur that shouldn't be there is so well, that's, cool. That's my question. Cause we've had a, I mean, it seems like there's, and maybe it's just the way that we've been following it, but there's a decent amount of second unit. And do you think that they could have squeezed in some short 
stuff while they're doing Dominion, or is that too much <laughs> for one production, especially right now under COVID? Oh, you mean like another? Sh- yeah. Well, it depends what the viral marketing is going to do, right? Because they could be utilizing a lot of this movie, like the stuff we knew that they shot in Canada, like the stuff they shot in yeah. Egypt. Maybe that's kind of viral marketing or going down that route more. Maybe there's going to be a big buildup for Dominion where we see more of these interactions, we see news reports, we see this has appeared here, there's these horror stories from Costa Rica. Ugh, that would be... You know, that, that's something, yeah, that's something we never got either from the novels. I it's... think what's interesting... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. Well, I, I, just to jump on that, I think what, but how we could also see that quickly without it being too much is like Battle of Big Rock showed that you can introduce these characters that you absolutely have no idea who they are um set up the scenario and tone within three minutes and have it all played out within 12 so like these different locations i think like with the intimacy thing too um and the second unit i think we could see like more of those type scenes within dominion or at least that I, that that's what i would hope for yeah maybe um, a better version of and i don't even want to mention them but of the motion comics but like a better <laughs> Uh, an actual more thoughtfully produced something like that like it could even be like three minutes of like you know they could go full cheesy and just sort of make it news footage but I think that I think seeing Battle of Big Rock I think they could do something more clever with that concept yeah it's like I mean our main characters don't have to be the only people that are involved in these dinosaur attacks and um, you know we only kind of see that sometimes like within the opening of Fallen Kingdom like you know there's this alternate scenario with the dinosaurs or different people but yeah, I would almost welcome the idea of just cutting to Arizona at you know eleven p.m. at the railroad station, you know railroad crosslight, you know, and there's a tr- <laughs> there's this trucker, let's say, you know, and like very close all- encounters. Yeah, exactly. Fight, and yeah. like something weird happens, and like or, or like he thinks the train's coming, but really it's like the weight of a dinosaur Ooh. is coming down the tracks that he doesn't, you know, that you don't see, and yeah, it turns into this like jp scenario but it's that is yeah. a great idea though yeah have him sat in the truck he's just finished his shift it's 4 a.m <laughs> he's waiting for this train it's not a train that's our <laughs> it's heard this... of triceratops it's yeah exactly yeah. it's like this wild west like <laughs> like this just like and like do but like a whole herd of them like topples over this tr- this semi truck you know and like he, he comes out like barely alive but like the whole truck is just banged up mutilated and he was just like what the fuck was that <laughs> You know, and like, you know, know, Battle of Big Rock Two, or you know, I don't know, whatever they want to call these things. <laughs> yeah, but like, it, it's gonna. But it, it, but then circling back to this this leak synopsis, it's like, okay, then what's the if if this if the whole main point of the movie is Maisie and her kidnapping? Well, she's obviously got something that they want. So what is that? Dino and, DNA. And Dino <laughs> DNA. <laughs> And yeah, so do you think that, Ryan? Do you think she's she's going to have something like that in her? Okay, I just want to make it clear that I had this theory well before these these uh, leaks. Before Aziz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let the record state. Before Aziz was, e- before Aziz was even born, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but it this hearing the leaks kind of just adds another connection dot string to my pin board <laughs> on my wall of D- D- Jurassic World Dominion theories. Um, because... Maisie's got something in like maybe it's the fact that she's a clone but like I don't know yeah maybe they want to reverse engineer which is brutal in itself but like I know what you mean like it could just be 
that because she's a human clone they figure that out and it's like how the hell did they do that we need to know if there yeah. is there something else about it or or is she, she impervious to disease because of oh. what they've used in her like Ooh. like maybe Biosyn's been been playing off as this pharmaceutical company this whole entire time uh, but obviously this with a sinister um, agenda and uh, you the know. sinister agenda being right, so if they're a pharmaceutical company or something like that maybe that their their goal is to save the world right rid the world yeah. of disease or cure this or cure that right. but the real agenda is control or population or, or something or yeah having the vaccine to something like like creating this dinosaur virus or something you know it, it could play out crazy because I'm like why is Ellie coming she's a paleobotanist yeah uh, why is Grant coming back other than being a dinosaur expert? Why does why does Malcolm need to come back? He's a he's a chaos theorist. So like yeah. like why do these characters like they have to have good reason other than just fan service? And um, I think it could yeah, get it's... it could get heavy. But like the big question is is that has this been in Colin's mind? Like he's kind of said sometimes the whole entire time like since Jurassic World has been written because he's kind of remember like there's we know the story they were in the hotel room and they basically pl- they planned out like the whole trilogy but we're like we're gonna do this with the first one but so it's like did you have everybody in mind for that third act or is this like yeah has it changed and developed yeah. over time well I mean right. I remember at the 25th anniversary uh, of Jurassic Park at Universal Studios I remember because Emily A yeah ugh, I mean that was uh can't wait hopefully someday we can all get back together like that but Uh, next year man next year jurassic park 3 oh yeah yeah 20th anniversary yeah (laughs) yeah. that's right i I keep i keep wanting to i keep i genuinely do want to host a screening or something or do something with it because it's like there's prints laying around the office like you know universal they're not doing anything with them like let us just borrow it for a night you know we'll get alessandra Nivola to come out you know um Dude, William yeah. H. Macy, come down. In character, of course. I don't want to speak to William H. Macy. I don't want to meet him. I want to meet Paul Well, Curry. yeah, and you just, we'll just, like, hand him a mug, you know, like, right before. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, I remember, and that was, yeah, that was May of 2018, and Emily Carmichael did an Instagram story with Laura Dern. Or, no, I think it was a story before or after that where, you know, she was saying something like, you know, we're just starting, you know, we're in the middle of, like, starting to write dominion so it's like yeah how much has it changed how much of like you know when he you know when colin you know brought in emily he's like well here's my rough idea or you know you know yeah because Derek Connolly was was writing it originally right and he's not really involved anymore with this um so yeah, yeah how much did she bring well and also now with like the franchise machine like you hear so many stories about like alternate Marvel timelines where like, like I heard like at some point they even shot a post credit scene with like an Iron Man three of like Tony Stark meeting guardians of the galaxy. It's like, or, you know, the, um, (laughs) that captain Marvel was supposed to be at the end of Avengers age of Ultron. So it's like, Mm. but is universal and is Jurassic the type of franchise where they had these kind of like back, you know, Oh, if they couldn't use Spider-Man, we're going to do it this way. Like, I, I almost don't think Universal is as flexible of a machine as that. So I almost feel like maybe no. I almost wonder did they did they like have a version of Dominion without the original trio and one with them or something like that? Sure. I yeah does... I think I feel like 2018 we all kind of had that feeling that everybody was kind of was going to be back in some way or form. Like there was a feeling in the air 
especially when they had they had <laughs> Laura Dern at uh, JP25 and Jeff Goldblum and oh, man. it kind of like Laura Dern was sat there she was next to Frank Marshall producer she was next to Colin Trevorrow it's kind of like uh, yeah. I don't know it kind of yeah. it kind of hinted like something's gonna happen well and there there was like you can also tell that like and even with Jeff being as like laissez-faire about everything you can tell that like they're genuinely excited about like the, the, the story and the character and like that's what we felt like either they were just act, doing an incredible job at acting <laughs> at this event <laughs> to but but like there was just this feeling and yeah like you said there was like these allusions to it all kind of happening and um, I feel like that's a fair question like we could ask Colin but if, if he was able to confirm that like yeah we've had them in mind this entire time I feel like for him that would be such a big like two middle finger fuck you to Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, like and the mess of the story writing that's happened with that trilogy. So it's like, it would be kind of cool to know that that. But it doesn't matter to me either. Like as long as the story's yeah. good, you know, as long as it's... Well, we, we know that Barry Barry was supposed to be a, like a lead role with Owen in, in Fallen Kingdom, and that didn't happen. You remember Colin talking about that after Jurassic World, right? Their relationship is so vital. <laughs> And he wasn't even in yeah. the Fallen Kingdom. They are bringing him back now, but it, it, it shows that things do shift around. And uh, maybe, you know, maybe they had the idea to have the original three back in Fallen Kingdom. You don't know. Yeah. It's an, a point you made very early on, Stephen, was how Fallen Kingdom almost could be Jurassic Park 4. Yeah. You almost could get rid of Jurassic World and just take off from that. And the stuff that we visit is just more of the original yeah. park as opposed to the abandoned Jurassic World. And that is something I think it's dead on like Fallen Kingdom feels like the beginning of a trilogy um, in a way yeah. and I th- I just yeah I, I, for me we didn't need a new park yeah I mean it's that sort of I mean, you know again it's the, the trappings of this particular franchise where it's like but we want you know that's like our childhood dream is to see an open park you know that's something I wanted since I was a kid but you know sometimes you have to think about story needs first over sort of want you know it's just like but we just want it you know and we want these type of dinosaurs and we want you know there's things that we want but maybe aren't necessarily best for storytelling but you know and i do understand why they did it it was interesting when force awakens came out and then jurassic world came out it was interesting to see the different ways they handled being a kind of like a soft reboot right you could call them soft reboots i think jurassic world when we first heard the leak i think it was joe blow that leaked that it was a park uh, a, a new park i didn't i couldn't get it i didn't understand why uh i i understand why now from a business sense from like the film the franchise sense why it had to happen and maybe why i had to go down that route but yeah the, i think you're right fallen kingdom definitely feels like it could have just that could have been the movie that happened after jurassic well Park yeah in a way the most important elements of jurassic world are Claire and Owen blue and then the Indominus Rex essentially it's to sort of include those elements but yeah you could have there's a version of that where like Claire and Owen are just two people that want to help this cause you know or something like that Mm -hmm. for sure yeah that's interesting I I wish that's kind of what I could do with my brain is just forget about (laughs) Jurassic World and have Fallen Kingdom start because maybe I'd have a different perspective on it but there are I mean it's Jurassic Park so they're like no matter how shit hey I might think either one of the movies is like there are still elements from each one that i can pull that i'm like yeah yeah like i love that well Um, well i was also gonna say just almost about like the direction of the franchise as a whole and uh tim from collect jurassic was talking about this a little bit um and 
I forget if it was just sometimes I forget if I'm when I talk about Jurassic Park with somebody if it's on a podcast or not. But um, <laughs> but no, but this idea of almost Jurassic as a branding being more comfortable with nostalgia, where it's like at the beginning is almost like we got to sell world, 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 and then like I mean to the fact that the Dominion at least temporary logos are in the original Jurassic colors. Like how far have we come? You know. Right. Yeah, right. And Camp Cretaceous as well. You know, that's going down the classic route. That's the classic colors. And that's supposed to be something that happened at the same time as Jurassic World. So it, I, you're right. It's interesting. And I think it's it's better as well. I, I have to admit the red and yellows and deeper colors work better for me than like the metallic grays and blues. I mean, it's very cold. You like know. I just, yeah, yeah. Which is funny as well. If they if Dominion changes the art style and it, and it does go down this classic route. It's funny that the new parks, you know, Universal just changed the Jurassic World yeah. ride, made it all silver, and then the new movie comes out, and it's not like that yeah. at all. <laughs> it would be that would be quite well. And I mean, in a way, I mean, I think they've, you know, they've almost set us up for it because it's like Jurassic World logo, pristine steel, stone, whatever, and then we go to Fallen Kingdom where it's cracked and falling apart, and the lava's coming through. So it, it like it feels like it's. Almost like the Jurassic World is crumbling and then we're just, and what's left is like the Dominion logo or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly what I was kind of thinking of when you were describing that. And even Jake, that is kind of something that I love about Jake Johnson's character so much about Jurassic World is like he is kind of the, he is the fan, he's the fan, he's the audience member too, being like, not necessarily saying this entire uh, world that we're bringing you in isn't nearly as good as the OG, but like he kind of, you know he says that in one of his lines like like everything about that part is so legit <laughs> and um i i'm i've been thinking of that as this franchise is like kind of like this um like debuilding of yeah. what we of what we've always wanted to you know or at least what this vision of the new franchise is of of it kind of just crumbling back to and even the the title dominion has like this this such uh sinister aspect to it so it's like this is no matter like what you do with jurassic like this is what it's always going to be um in the end is kind of like this takeaway from it but the classic jurassic is to me what speaks like the true timelessness yeah but like but like what i don't know what what the (laughs) fuck i'm saying but like but to me it it is like what jurassic is in our world now like it's 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 just a sinister fucking oh yeah yeah no totally well i must think that you know because there's been questions whether or not lowry uh jake johnson's character is going to come back but what if you just have him you 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 can only get him back for one scene so you just shoot him you just shoot him in a room like on a computer looking nervous and then you see it's an ebay purchase and it's like he sold the the Barbasol can and you see like who he's sending it to and it says you know it says the you know Dotson on the Lewis Dotson on the side of the Oh you're like that's how you get it all together. Jake Johnson, we loved you. We trusted you. And he sold the Barbasol can to Dotson. (laughs) The flashback scene is him actually just like strolling one day during the events or just like a normal day of Jurassic World and he's like, Oh, what's this thing sticking out of the ground as he's eating a sandwich and but, but immediately finds like is able to determine that it's it's a can from 93 that's holding dinosaur embryos that are still viable. I mean maybe there's maybe there's people at the park who took their breaks and would wander around in the forbidden zone or whatever. Oh yeah, right. Oh god, I still I always want to go back to like what the forbidden zone was supposed to yeah. be. 
because there was all these rumors earlier too of like uh um like a pack of raptors that they couldn't oh yeah yeah that they couldn't round up or that they just couldn't tame so that's why they had to like build this wall essentially to keep them away Ooh. From, well from i mean them. i just remember again in the in the sort of pantheon of like rumors that like in my head when colin showed the east dock sign in one of those like original behind the scenes photos like in my head there or like or maybe you just heard a rumor at some point of like um zach and gray like stumbling upon the zach and gray stumbling upon nedry's jeep you know like just seeing his like right. corpse like skeleton just, like still in the chair you know that would be yeah that would be cool like a little nest yeah like a yeah ne- like his... truly a nest coming out of his out of his belly but it's crazy too how they kind of didn't explain how i mean and here's something that i will defend because when i visited hawaii i was blown away by this like the foliage and the landscape can change dramatically with just in a few years and that sort of it's so yeah. fast um like one of the guys was telling me like so like an old airstrip on um on one of the hawaiian islands uh is completely overtaken like you, you wouldn't even know like 60 years ago there was this runway with like um bunkers and buildings and um it's all it's just completely overgrown man he was saying like something about six feet per year some of the branches can grow so like you imagine now 25 years later um that can look completely different so it's like the og visitor center (laughs) on nublar like what would that really look like well the, the foliage around it that lake it would just be green you almost wouldn't be able to make out the building itself right surely (laughs) it would have been taken over completely um in a weird way this leak with the the you know whatever these creatures are for some reason it almost makes me feel like i kind of am starting to see what this movie is about more so because up until this point it's like we have a cast list we have you know some locations but you know jurassic park is jungle jurassic park has always been jungle and so this going into this movie and thinking like conceptualizing what this movie is about i think has been harder for me than any jurassic sequel because it's like pinewood some malta streets you know um that small town in you know uh whatever the name of vancouver not vancouver island or but or maybe merit that was the name of the town um yeah and i don't know how it's been like for you guys as far as conceptualizing this movie but for me it's like there's an exciting element to that because i can't quite picture what this movie is going to be yeah, I get that. Yeah, the Malta stuff is definitely throwing me. You know, we've never seen that kind of environment before. I'm very excited to see it. How's it going to be utilized? How's that going to happen? Um, and I think as well, seeing the New York Times photo, I was happy that that we were going to get some yeah. sauna-looking jungle back. Um, that really excited me because, yeah, as you said, you know, Jurassic is jungle. Yeah, it's the islands. It's the jungle. And we can't really go back to the islands now. We can't have another movie that's set on the island, at least in this current trilogy. But um, seeing those environments again, whatever this dinosaur habitat's bringing, we're going to see snow. That's going to be fascinating. I think people have always wanted to see, or, you know, there's always that anticipation, dinosaurs and snow. (laughs) What could that really really mean? Um, I'm pumped for that. But um, yeah, there's a diversity that I think Colin is pushing. And at least what I'm sensing from this, that he's, I, I'd love for him to kind of talk. Well, I'm sure he will, but it's almost like we're seeing like this diversity, not only with like the landscape, but like taking it, taking it out of the jungle kind of is a weird factoid for me. That was, that was something that kind of rubbed me just a little weird in fallen kingdom, 
but I could see, and what I'm hoping for is like kind of the science play to this is like, and we've just learned like there's like a farmer added to the cast list oh, of uh, of Dominion, and which like goes back to Colin talking about like the agricultural aspect of things. Like, I would almost like to see like with Malta, these dinosaurs have been almost now made specifically for these environments to cater Ooh. to whatever they're being used for. So say Biasin's making some Deinonychus or a different version of a Baraptor, but like what they can specifically do and like the color schemes that we talked about are something that like alludes to like the Malta Ooh, environment yeah. or the snowy the blended, environment yeah. or so it'll be interesting to see how like they're being used now because Collins wanted to always talk about like what can we expand beyond true use the wise. Apple versus Microsoft yeah. thing right the whole how would they use it for their different purposes yeah fascinating. Well, before the run-up to Dominion, Stephen, we'll have to have you on again. But thank you so much no, for joining such... us. It's yeah, been great yeah, to it's speak been to such you, a dude. blast. I mean, it's that thing of I love listening to this podcast, and it's like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I just want to chime in, but it's like, oh, no, and now I get to chime in. But um, you know, that, that's that's what's so great about podcasts. You just feel like you're getting to. And again, it's just like this is such a fun time for us, and it's like weird because in there was a brief period with the COVID and shutting down. It's like, were we going to have this kind of pre? honeymoon thing for a whole extra year you know i mean what if you know there's a point where it's like this maybe this movie was going to come out june 2022 and it's just like wow what sure. would we have done with our time <laughs> you know as fan as fans yeah. like truly then well celebrated yeah yeah of course three, of course but yeah, I, don't <laughs> I know <laughs> truly it's like oh damn it like now i mean you know uh, uh dominion and jp3 have to share anniversaries you know but it's fine there's enough room for both uh <laughs> yeah we'll make it work yeah. we'll make it work um but yeah no thank you for joining us buddy and obviously people know you my favorite murder i i still see people out like i see people's phones and it's like that's the top podcast yeah. they're listening to um but you you also so see mm -hmm. jurassic right you started that how long ago now? that was um 2017 it was kind of like wanting to lead up to fallen kingdom because yeah i mean it's i i wanted to do another podcast and but i wanted to try something a little different and so i was like well i know Jurassic park really well so i can try a podcast that isn't um you know that isn't like the other things i do or whatever but uh and you have such a personal take on like i love that's what i love about see Jurassic right is it's such this like interpersonal connection that you have with it specifically but but that everyone can connect thank with. you i mean it's just that thing of like wanting to do stuff that you know, I, I'm just very much of like wanting to do like everyone has a niche and it's sort of wanting to, you know, stepping into a community and knowing everybody else out there. And it's like, you know, I, I just want to do something that I'm proud of, but I also want to do something that's like where we can all hang out and talk about the thing we love, because that's why we're all here, you know? Totally. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Right. That's the most yeah. important thing. We all love this thing. It's why we're together. We can disagree on the T-Rex looking <laughs> different or whatever it is, but it, none of it matters at the end. Like, we're here because we love yeah, these movies. totally. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Stephen. And Brian, it's been great to speak to you too. Always. Um, as always, check out dresscalpost.com forward slash store for uh, Kirby merch, <laughs> most important thing. Um, we have a new partnership with Frome, 10% discount on their website. All those links are in the description and links to Stephen Ray Morris' podcast uh, is in there too. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.